Welcome to episode 7 of Weaving In and Out with me, Taylor Lane. The 13th of May 2020 was the 20th anniversary of Kingstonian's second trophy win at Wembley, a 3-2 victory over Kettering Town, in which the winner was netted by a 39-year-old former France international, who had only been at the club since March of that season. Amara Simba was, simply put, a class above. He'd been at Wembley eight years before, hitting the post for France against England in February 1992, a match better remembered for marking Alan Shearer's international debut. After his trophy heroics, Simba returned to Kays for 2000-2001, and never gave even the slightest impression that he was too big time for the conference, taking delight in every opportunity to play. But the first recorded French contribution to Kay's history was rather less auspicious. In October 1910, Kingston on Thames sent aside to Chiswick for a friendly. As the local paper put it, mistrains and misunderstandings resulted in the southern suburban team journeying to Chiswick with only eight men. To complete the side, three subs were picked up at the ground. Two of these were of French nationality, and it must be confessed that they displayed a very elementary knowledge of the game and rendered little, if any, assistance in a 3-3 draw. That appears to have led to nearly three decades of distrust of Johnny Foreigner, until a young Dutch winger, M. van der Ebb, thrilled Richmond Road in the 1937-38 season. The report of his debut in a 1-0 win in October 1937, in front of a crowd of 5,000, hailed the winger under a headline, Flying Dutchman Upsets Dulwich Hamlet. Van der Ebb remained a popular figure on the terraces and returned briefly in the season after the Second World War. On Christmas Day 1953, a foreign player again turned out for the Kays, but received a less than welcoming reception. The local paper headline is unforgiving. Spectators laugh at new goalkeeper. The nationality of the hapless E. Simpoash is not even given in the report that follows. Instead, the writer merely states, in withering fashion, in goal, Kays had E. Simpoash, a foreigner who joined the club a few weeks ago. He arrived with a high reputation which was soon shattered. He was so bad that the few spectators treated him as a joke and laughed at his antics. Incredibly, given the time of year, played on Christmas Day, Simpoash lined up in the Kays team alongside someone called Ebenezer, who scored a left-foot screamer in the 5-4 defeat. There appears to have been more than one Scrooge in the stands. But the French legacy of 1910 has periodically been revived at Kays, not least in July 2015, when pre-season was enlivened by the presence of three trialists from France. Joel Saki, Wilson Moreira and Mohamed Macadara, all three formerly of US Lusitana Saint-Maur, a Portugal-linked French club playing in the Championnat de France Amateur. Since the UK's accession to EU membership in 1973, it's a surprise that more Europeans haven't exercised their right of free movement and chanced their arms in the lower echelons of the English game, an opportunity that the Brexit vote has now ended. There have been a few since the millennium. Mazin Ahmed, a Swedish citizen of Iraqi heritage, still much discussed for having twice scored direct from corners in the 2005-06 season, a Frenchman Gomez Dali, the Romanian beanpole Claudio Vilchu, and Mano Goganas, who had played at a decent level in Greece before becoming a standout performer in the Dinan era, which of course meant he was released. Sadly, the European legacy at Kays in 2020 remains only in the shape of Francophone K, 
an anonymous Twitter account that has, for the last two years, regularly and inexplicably commented on all things K's in immaculate French. Other extra-European K's have hailed from, well, all over, and with New Malden's Korean community ever an untapped source of local fans, just occasionally we've threatened to provide a stage for South Korea's finest. Gu sang Bon, who played for his national team at World Cup Italia and USA 94, pitched up for pre-season with K's in 96-97. And David Shin, who departed K's and the UK in the winter of 2007 after 13 appearances and two goals following work permit and immigration issues. In typical fashion, then-manager Alan Dowson had done much to try to keep the young winger in the country, even trying to find him a place to stay. Before announcing in his programme notes at home to Cray in December, he has to return to Korea, something I'm really sad about, both for him and his family. This was typical Dowse. He was always a manager who went above and beyond during his seven years spent dragging Kays back to respectability before his own departure in 2014. For this episode, we gave Dowson a call to discuss his favourite Kays 11, the secret to beating another Frenchman, Eric Cantona, and what he learned from his brush with COVID-19. Rupert Kane joined the conversation. Enjoy. Then, obviously, if I went through it now, the growth of our being Rob Salty, obviously um, still at the club now, um, fantastic servant in the club, uh, really good at my time there. Um, he took over another very good goalkeeper on Luke Gerrard, but you know, Tom got better and better as time went on. I think he should have probably tried to have a draw through and higher, to be honest. Um, I know there's loyalty in the game, but the bottom line is, you know, yeah, I think he should have tested himself a little bit higher. But, he, you know, hopefully he will do under Hayden next year when they win the league and they get the merge. If I went for a back three, um, I would have Adam Thompson on the right hand side. I had him at Walton Hurston. I took him to Piers, good Piers, big lump, a big back side where nobody could get round, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Good lad. Um, left-hand side, I would have Sam Page. He's done well for me. The season was finished second. Um, commanding left foot as well. Another lead, if you like. Another good example. But my captain, to be honest, it might surprise a few people. It will be Duke, um, Francis Duke. When we won the playoff, when we won beat Shut in the playoff semi-final that season, he was unbelievable. He was, how he organised people, how he looked after people, how he, how he acted off the pitch, how he acted on it. And, he lasted a build in certain areas, but he knocked me enough, you know, from what he had. To be honest, he's um, a fantastic leader, and he, he would have got the best out of everybody, and that's why he would have been in the middle of Tomlin, in the middle of Sam, um, doing the job what he'd done. He, he organised everybody, so he's a fantastic captain, he was, you know. And it was it was Duku, um, it was Duku, wasn't it? Who was who was hit by the who was hit at Borehamwood, right? Yeah, he hit a good job. A good job, a lad hit him and ran because if a lad never ran. The lad wouldn't be living now, to be fair, you know. It was, uh, <laughs> it, it was against Bournemouth Wood, it was nil-nil. And if I think about it now, I probably should have took the team off when you think about it because the atmosphere, the supporters, it wasn't right. And the lads ran on the pitch, punched shoots and ran off. And um, very sad, like, you know. But, but like, obviously, I named the back three there. Um, Tommy is still, in, you know, still a popular fellow, I imagine, down that years. And, uh, and Sam Page will be as well, so... Three very popular lads, you know. But you never play. How often did you play a back three? You're cheating. The, se- <laughs> no, the season we beat, I played the back three all season. Oh. 
except for the first four games when I played a 4-4-2, nearly got the sack, um, lost five on the spin, nearly got the sack, but when I changed it, I changed it away to Hendon, then from then on, um, we stayed all these players and we'll play the back three. So hang on, when people, when Ali Kazimi goes on and on about Thousand Day, he, he just talks about yep. a cull of players, which obviously did happen. But actually, it was a change yep. of system that was more important, maybe. Yeah, I remember having a, I had to do it. it the, the lads done ever so well. Uh, but mate, mate, I got better. I think as a manager, as time went on, when I, I didn't have to manage lads I knew well. So when I was at Walton Hurst, and I took, uh, you got to remember, Luke Gerard was went to be stabbed to. Great lad. I knew <laughs> Jimmy Fair well. I knew Liam Collins unbelievable well. I knew Max Huspick well. I knew Adam Thompson well. But they were all my mates, if you know what I mean. I played with them and they were friends and all of this. And when you're a manager, I felt as though I had to shout all the time and scream all the time and do all, all the time because I thought that's the only way I'm going to get respected doing that. My best years come probably when I left here, to be honest, when I didn't have any friends and I went to manage teams. And that, that year when I, I lost Yes, three hours in the same year. I probably became better as a manager, to be honest, because I, I had all these mates who I knew as friends, and, uh, and I had to make a sister think, yes, three hours who I didn't know, who weren't his friends, who I didn't really um, have a drink with, and things like that. It was a massive change in stock, and that's when I, I learned that you don't have to shout and scream all the time, the change. You don't have to shout and scream. I, I still do every now and again, as you know, and I still have a good. I learned a lot about the change, and the biggest change was. Eight players going, seven players, whatever going, eight players going out. But the biggest change was the system we went to, we did went to do a, to do a, uh, the three five two was changed quite quite massively. When we put Bobby Spear up front with Paul Wilson, Dennis and there, we went from there we played a five uh, two plus in it with um uh, we had the other sweet man Adam Thompson in it as well and um yeah, Matty Gray played right hand side and we had Paul left hand side for a bit. But yeah, it was a massive change to shape, you know. And that was the season we make the playoffs, right? That first That's the season, season we beat Sutton. If you think about the Sutton game, and what I've done, if you think about it, if you want to look at Tackley, we played Sutton and we decided in the first half that we were 4-3-3. And we got out, if you remember, I was 2-1 down at half-time and I made a mistake. I changed the system to go 4-3-3 to try to survive Sutton. Sutton absolutely battered. But Chris, Chris and Johnny scored in the first time, but after it was a 2-1, it could have been 3-1-4-1. And I could tell how dejected the lads were. And instead of seeing anything, I just changed the shape to 3 5 2 again. And we went to what we knew, how we knew, and then ended up winning the game 4 2. What was more painful, by the way, losing that playoff final against Boreham Wood or losing the semi final against Hornchurch in 2014? The semi final um, against Hornchurch, I honestly thought we were the second best team in the league. We would have got promoted. I thought, like, obviously, Todd made one mistake. We had score, we passed a game, which did. We should have won the game, but it's fully where, where the, against Bournemouth Wood, it was like a bit of a spot in the league, newer points after five games, a bit of a fairy tale coming through, and all of this. And it was like, well, that was our first season. But I did feel against the, the, that season where we finished second, we were the second best team in the league. We were um, there, Mevin, and I thought we should have got promoted that year. I really did, you know. Um, so that was a bit sad, to be honest. Sorry, I just want, we obviously went on an unbelievable run at the end of that season, the last 13 games. Uh, winning or drawing, I wonder what happened. Yeah. It was great. We were saying, like, if I look at me best, then we're, we're saying people like Steve Laidlaw and all that, you know, we've got him from Farnborough um, on that season when, when we finished second. We've got, he, he came in, he's done unbelievable for me, you know, he got with passing, he got with movement, we did. We had Dan Sweeney in the team and people like that, you know, who, you know, so they're, they're my 
when I look at me midfield too, we were the best midfield two players the club had since I was there. We had people like Josh Casey in the team and all that, you know. What a good team. And we had Andre Moss and McCollum uh, Sun. It wasn't a bad side. They had goals and it had power in it. They had um, height in it with Cage and people like that and Matty Dredge. But also, we needed somebody who can put the foot in the ball and pass it and keep it. And Laidlaw done that. He changed our way we played and he got it down and passed it simply the ball all the time. I thought Steve Laidlaw in that season was probably his best signing, to be honest. So in, in your best 11, I'm going to guess that your left wing-back yeah. is Josh Casey. Yeah, you all, you all still love Josh, don't you? He's the most famous player in non league football, <laughs> you know? He's been with me for six years now. He's been with me for six years now. Three different clubs. And he's still my best player here. Yeah, you've taught him everything he knows. Exactly, you know, like, you know. And I've told him to stick the fans as well who shout at him. But, you know, it's all all in good fun. I mean, actually, I I had a question on this topic from from Ali Kazimi for you. And, and, And he said... Dows, we still love you. Do you know that we still love you? But we can't sing your name because Hayden is our king. But you do realise we still love you. Do you, Dows? Do you realise Oh, no. I, I, no, I do. I do. I think it's, it's one of them. I'll always look for TSU Stills. I think it's a fantastic club and I had a great time there. I love the stuff in the community. I do I think I do here. And, I have, and I've got fond memories. And I'll always have fond memories. But you have got a new manager and a very good one at that. He will get you out of the league. Don't worry about Hayden. He's the best choice. You've got to get out of the league. Um, he's a good football man. And obviously, I really, really hope you do it. Obviously, when you beat with 3 1, the cup's got to sing his name. You've got to do it. That's football. It's a, and obviously, if, if I wasn't going to win the FA Trophy, then I would like King Tony, you know, having to win it. That's how I feel, you know. When you leave a club, you always want the cup to do well. That's how I think. Of course, the biggest tragedy of the season ending is that you won't be able to lift the Surrey Senior Cup. Yeah, the, the biggest thing what I've said to Hayden Burn, to be honest, if the league if the league's void, right? If the league's void, that means that cup game's void, so that never happened. Yeah, I, I, in many ways, I thought the the, the one nil away at, at Woking was uh, was the bigger game. Uh, of course, it was by a million miles. You, you don't want to win the trophy. I've always wanted to win the Surrey Senior Cup. So I'm not bothered with. I'll not, I'll not bother for two of you. Yeah, I'll give that one to Hayden just to keep him in a job for another couple of years. And I'll, I'll give him that one. And I wanted to win the Surrey Senior Cup. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's why you tried to undermine us by not opening up the space behind the goals. Because you know we sucked the ball in. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so jo- Josh, Josh Casey, left wing back. Um, shield, yes. Shielding the ball, winding up the fans down the touchline. Uh, who, who's, your, who's your right wing back? I'm going to guess Dean Hamlin, but I could be way off. Now, Matty Greer. Matty Greer was a wing-back when we, we, we changed Matty from a midfielder when we changed the formation. And um, he went as right wing-back. Uh, I had Aaron Good and uh, Matty Greer. Matty Greer just did it. Um, I thought when we got the playoff final, he was excellent for that after Christmas period. He's coming as one of the eight players when I did get rid of players at the time. That's just football, it was. And um, when I brought Matty in, he done very well at the right wing-back. I, I didn't think he had the legs anymore to run around midfield, but he got up and down, he crossed balls, he scored a yard goal as well, and he had a lot of quality about him. You, you know, he should have probably done better for himself, Matty, but in that season, I thought as a wing-back, he'd done very, very well. All right, and who, who's in your midfield? The midfield two is Steve Leonor and Dan Sweeney. Yeah, it's got to be Sweeney. He's done so well since as well, hasn't he? 
Oh, he's brilliant. He, he, um, he was, again, he liked to pass it, he liked to move it. He, he um, you know, a big lad, but he had a, a bigger, you know, he was a young boy when he was with us, he was, but he had a lot of energy. He was good in both boxes, he would nick his goal, but also he would do his defensive duties. But I do think, when I go back to Laidlaw, we had a lot of talent in that team with Andre and Moss and Casey and people like that. But Laidlaw changed the whole way how we played, because we used to, like, get the ball forward playing their half and all that, you know. And it was great because, you know, um, you know, we, we didn't, we never whacked it. We, we, we didn't try to just proof it for sale. We tried to get a foot in the moss or get it behind for Andre. But Leonor put another dimension in it where he would get the ball off the back four. He would try to play it. He would try to get it, you know, he would try to get it in all areas of the pitch. And I thought we're missing something like that. Just like a lot of non-league clubs do. The miss a person like that who is happy to get the ball you know, off the back four. He is brave enough to do that. And then I thought he changed the way we played in the last 13 games. It was when we signed him because I thought we had some good players, but we didn't have anybody who's here. Just give me the ball. It doesn't matter where we are. Give me the ball. And he's done that for us, you know. And of course, um, I mean, I was going to joke and say your, your, your best 11 should just be the 11 who, 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 who made that semi-final against Hornchurch. Because there'd been two seasons before that where we, we'd struggled really and been mid-table and you'd suddenly found the formula and it all come together. Yep. Um, yeah. But then that, and then you know, then we finished second, lose to Hornchurch, and 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 your time at Case comes to an end because you must have you must have had this urge to think, let's keep this thing together. I did. And we're I, it, on was the edge. I, it was a like, when you're at a club for seven. I, I you know, I go very well with Malcolm, well with Mark, uh, John Fenwick, well with him as well. The board, Chris Wilson was on there. I got him well with a lot, but I, I could see a strain there a little bit of everybody, and I thought uh, it was like one of them where we finished second, and I honestly thought. Couldn't take it any further, and what we done wrong was we had a ball. We got beat off Hornchurch, and we finished second. And we had a ball beaten four years later, and that was a mistake by me and a mistake by them. Um, and, and you can imagine being down, and oh, here we go again. We've got to do it again. And I walked out of the room thinking, I'm not so sure. I didn't get a good feel about it. Not, I didn't say anything horrible, you know. But I didn't get a good feeling. I didn't think we probably. I thought everybody thought we needed to change. And I walked out of the room and I rang Martin Taylor. I said, I'm going to be saying and. I feel as though that I need a fresh challenge. I also thought that Keyes needed a fresh challenge and all of this. And obviously Tommy come in and, you know, and I, I did a couple of things wrong. I should have went and spoke with John Fennick face to face because he was good to me. I mean, last thought I, I should have probably went to Mountain and Mark as well. And, and so I thought I'd done it a little bit wrong where I, I just had a drink and I, I, I thought that's it. I, I, I'll, I'll get, I, thought I probably should have done things a little bit better on their point of view. But I did feel as though about being able to get a bit sick of me a little bit, to be honest. I did. I thought that um, they wanted to make a change. I thought it was already, it wasn't lined up. People think, I don't think Tommy was lined up at all because I, I knew Tommy and, you know, he's done a decent job down there. But I did feel as though about horse to horse. I think everybody thought it was right to change, you know. I mean, yeah, that happens in football, I suppose. But um, yep. what was different when you went to Hampton? Because you, you continued managing at step three, but you you obviously got yep. promotion. What was different at Hampton to Kays? Was it maybe um, the board uh, no, invested no, more? Or was it just... No, it was no, it was no difference. It was, I didn't say difference. I just think, you know, I, I, I had, again, I had to change my management style a bit because I didn't know anybody when I went to Hampton. I was like, I went in there, I had people like Charlie Moon, Kieran players who were bottom the league by six points. I had to do it again. I had to get rid of six, seven players. The first season, keeping them up was the biggest one. That was the biggest... When I look at my career in 11 years, I've won 
I won promotions at every club, but that was the biggest team. I think keeping Hampton up because at the time it was like I thought it was like really dead and nobody. And, and I remember doing again. I had to change my style a little bit again by being a bit softer and being a bit nicer and things like that. And uh, then I was lucky enough the following season to um, you know I, I got Josh Casey in. Which I don't know if he showed a loyalty where I've seen him. I was looking at getting Musa Dahoma in, who I thought was excellent. I had Murphy in, who's done very well. And uh, then I managed to uh, stroke a. It's, good. it's not stroke. Look, I managed to get um, you know some decent players in who yelled a bit, like you know. And then, then all of a sudden, I got Jamal Lewin. Well, Jamal Lewin was talking about him and thinking he serves at Hemel Hempstead. Then Nicky Kabamba. And if you look at it now, and Brendan Kiavin, that mm. would win. That would win. That would win the league by twenty points. So I mean, it, you easily could have done that at case. I, I, I but uh, it was one of them where I thought what. Well, Closing distance a lot. I thought we were closing the playoffs, we're closing the playoff final once, or close again. It was very close. It was all as close. It was just one of them where we're, we're very close. And, but it was right time. It was a very right time to leave. I don't really regret the time I played at all. I expect to stick one up here against them. But the bottom line is, uh, that's how we can talk about. But the bottom line is, you know, Hampton was a special place. If you think about it, I probably, uh, Hampton. We we kept him up. We won a championship. We got in the playoffs. Then we got in the playoff final. Then I went to um, work him. We'll, we'll get promotion and the cup run. And we've done unbelievable this year. So it seems like it's been, all these clubs have been a good step through. And, and you change it. You, you change a little bit when you go to clubs club that you've got to. And um, you know maybe that Hampton. I had a bit more than I did at years because I could do in the ground every single year. And Graham, Graham Wood come along and as well and, and he was a friend as well and, and you know and he, he put he made his full time and I had to go about raising money which I've done anywhere and um, do shoes which I also have done anywhere but it's like more like a full time so it's the first time I happened that after two years the last year I was actually full time and I, I really thought I could get me keep in there just like I'm working uh, my team's not full time but and the players on full time but I'm full time I think it makes a hell of a difference as manager you know but did you um, Rupert if you want to come in on this and I feel like Kingstonian and Alan Dowson really fit each other like yep. you know you know when you meet a couple and you think yeah those two those two are good together <laughs> like I, I think like even even though there were like there were lows as well as highs there was something yep. about you and K's that really fit it even makes me think that one day you might come back I mean if we had our right. own ground and we were playing step two can you imagine in 10 years coming back back and managing K's I don't know, I, I wouldn't put against anything, you know, like, I, I love my time at Kears and it was a good fit, and, but, you know, it was a very good fit, but I think the Hampton CSM was a good fit, and I think I made it clear to everybody I really wanted to work and job and all that, you know, so I'm really proud to be working manager, just like I was proud to be Kears manager, I'm delighted to be working manager, and that's a good fit as well. I think all the clubs I've went to, because I, I try to get, you know, I think people knew I try to give me life to it, and I try to meet the people, and I always think if you haven't got a people, you haven't got a football club, and I, and I, I try to meet everybody on the outside. So I think all the clubs I have been to has been good fits. It was a right time to leave um, Walton Hurstham, a right time to leave Kings Junior, a right time to leave Hampton. And who knows what's going to happen at work? And I'm really loving that work. And I feel as though we're starting to take off. Um, we're doing really well in the last couple of years. And I, I, I enjoy going to the hospices. I enjoy going to schools. I enjoy seeing people, um, cutting the local kids, cutting the local boys down. So I've always done that with clubs I've went to as well. Because I think you should go and meet the people, you know. But Case fans are a nuisance as well, aren't they? <laughs> no, not no, honestly. You know, all support as you'll have. Listen, we 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 have brilliant Kiers fans, just like Hampton fans were working. Fans are like us. The only ones that do it like is the ones who think that Kiers ten pounds to get in and say what they want because that's not the rule. 
it, when you pay your money, it doesn't say when you walk in that you can say what you want. So me, I've always been a manager where if it's fair, I'll take it. If it's not, I'll just tell the F off. I feel like I've every club I've been to. <laughs> Dows, what was, uh, what was Kingstonian like when you arrived in January 2007? I was in a bit of a state, I thought. To be honest, I thought it was, um, you know, underachieving. I thought a bit for the league I was in. Um, the name Kingstonian, we had a, a lot of horrible years. I sent before that when I lost the ground and I lost them dicey a little bit. So I thought I was in a bit of a, not like that anybody's fault, I just put it on a bit of a down. So I thought, okay, I'll try to get me deep into this. I'll try to go and meet the other people in, in the pubs. So I'll go and try to, you know, um, get involved in the youth teams and the thing. And that's what I've done. And then we kept them up for a year with days. We kept them up. Then uh, the, the following year, we still done better. We just missed out the playoffs the last game of the season, but we still done better that year. But, but the following year, we won the championship. So, yeah, but when I first had it, so, but it it's not just me. I remember like, it was the support of like Exxon, Sally Brown, people like that. Used to come and make the stupid rules at the ground a bit. I, I, I got on well with the chairmen and directors, I did as well. I had obviously me, me staff and all that, you know, and the players. So it wasn't down to, you know, I met, I met probably best mate and Adrian Rivers there as well, and Jerry Petit, all the people I loved and all that, you know. So I met a lot of great people there. So the problem is, it was a very good time for me. And obviously, as you mentioned you had to get rid of a lot of that team that won the, won the Div 1 South in 2009. But what, what about that team that did win the league was so was so good. Oh, it's funny. It was, it was great times in there. Uh, like, I remember against the Dulwich games and people like that, the Korea games just beforehand. And it was fantastic times and fantastic players and they deserve all the credit they ever do for what they've done. And we had Mark Harms who was probably, uh, it was in there with Mark with me as well who'd done ever so well. But life moved on and things moved on. And, you know, and I, I just felt after I was five games the following season, um, I felt so I didn't do my job very well in the summer. I felt the players didn't do their job very well as well. So it's either you do a real I thought I'll back myself and get rid of people and it ended up being a racist decision. But if it hadn't been a racist decision, then I, I would have probably got the sack, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a very um, a very tense point in, uh, in Kay's recent history, even though it was only a few games into our first season back at, at Premier Division level, so... Did, did you really feel like there was that much that pressure on you because you'd obviously done such a great achievement only a few months earlier? I, I knew I knew it was. I knew after our first couple of games I'd managed badly in the summer because even though the lads were excellent, every league you go is a difference. There's a massive difference every league you go. No, we, we, we won a championship. It was all great. And I remember growing up in the mayor, that is the mayor. Um, and getting the medals and things like that. No. And what I should have done, I, thought, I should have went, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to league up now. And I've, le I've learned by this, by the way, I've learned by this. I'm going to league up. I've got to, I've got to get a bit, a, a bit of better calibre here. Maybe, but what I thought was, I'll be thinking about will be this. But the first game, after we lost, um, I think it was 3 1. And then I think we'll be up here. We, 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 we played Harrow, got beat 4 2. The long bell starts going again. Then we get whacked. 6-1 against Averley, then the time comes again to get beat 5 0 Then I thought, I'll tell you what, it's dead, the whole place is gone, there's no confidence. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I've made mistakes, so I've got to do something about it. And that's why I had, I think I was in 24 hours, I had to go around the whole of London signing players there, but it worked. And by the time Saturday comes, I think we had eight new players or something, you know. And then, so we've got our two central midfielders, Alan. Uh, who, are yes. your, who are your wingers? I've got a fun three here. A right. fun three. Okay. So it's a, it's a, a three, four, three we're going to play here because I want to be best players in the team. All right? Oh, so by the way, before I'll before you go on, I'm picturing you in your kitchen with all of this mapped out on a piece of paper. 
Oh no, I've got my Tapex board in front of me. Oh, amazing. I'll do it with a front fee of Moss, uh, um, Steve Moss, Andre McCollin, and Bobby Trainer. Even though Moss and Andre infamously, infamously didn't get on. They are. We're played. I think we're played Lua stuff. I think we did. And I remember I had the flu and I had to drive. I had to grow up there in the back of Martin Taylor's car. And I couldn't move. I was after. I was absolutely sick. But I wanted to go up the game. And I went there and something happened the half time. I had a bit of slap and stick and handbag. <laughs> and all that. And, you know, I think um, you know it was all that. I think uh, uh, Moss had a gun, pick his lipstick up, and things like that. It was. It was, it was all that sort of stuff. Uh, um, but I do nothing never got on. I think Martin Taylor then had a chat with them both because I just thought we were both being daft. But two very, very good players. Um, Moss was very good in the air, good at holding the ball up. Andre was excellent getting behind people. But I've had them two up there and Bobby in between them because Bobby was the better finisher of both of them. I think that would be a good fun three, you know. So what, you're playing Bobby as a number 10? I'm not, I, what I was doing, I'll get probably Andre out a little bit and play Moss and Bobby up front with Andre just a little bit out left because that's how he liked to play, he did. And um, and all it would be is if we can get the ball up to them, I'll tell you what, we have a cause for some damage, I'll tell you. Yeah, in fact, we could... I mean, let's talk about Bobby because I think he, he you and him are synonymous in that period at K's. Did he, yeah. did, he, did he fall out of love with football? I think so. I think so. He's... Um, all he, was, all he done was score goals, Bobby. He liked, he liked the pounder and all that, as all three of us do. We used to call him, <laughs> used to, used to call him Son of Dose because it was always both Bobby. But I always thought, get Bobby down the area um, when he score goals. So our, a system I've got here, I would have to work very hard on this because Andre and Moss scored goals at a higher level and uh, Lincoln, unbelievable it did. But I would have to find a way of putting Bobby in the team, you know, so I would have to find a way of either getting him as a in between Moss and Andre as a little number 10 but when we get the ball get them in the box or getting like, Andre a little bit wider and just seeing the two of them up there with Andre using Andre's face on the width of it like, you know? but I would like all, all three in the team because I think all three could cause damage Right that's our 11 who's your super sub? Super sub Dean Lodge Dean Lodge surely oh, it's got to be to win a penalty I make a nick of penalty, we've got that, we did. I also like, obviously I like the likes of Speeder and all that, you know, and stuff like that. Max Tuxpick and that, I like them sort of players who were good as well. So, a uh, lot, lot, yeah, um, Lodgy was a good lad when he used to run up people, um, take people on, nick a penalty when Bob used to all the storm. So, yeah, that's probably a good joke. But uh, I, 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 if you're going to pick your best 11, let's go and pick the best 11. Being on the bench, nobody wants to be on the bench, so we'll slap that one. <laughs> Well, we could still, it's conceivable that we could still get that team together, couldn't we, Rupert? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Sweeney might be a bit too good for us now. No, I, I think I'm bringing, um, I think it'll be a bit, I'm just looking at the front fee here, that, that would take a bit of working with, it would, the rest of the team spot on, the rest of the team with Thompson, Dukes, and um, Sam, uh, Matty Greer, Casey Lee, that'll take, that, and the three up top, I would have to do a bit of thinking how I would play them. Uh, oh yeah, Ma man management. Yeah. I mean, is, is it a yeah. nightmare dealing with non-league footballers? Non-league footballer, right? He comes, right? He comes to the ground, he does. He thinks he's playing for Man United, right? He's got, he's got a freezing cool, it's blinking winter, but he still wears short sleeves to show all his tattoos off. That's what to do. They're doing the thing that they tell people, honestly, they're absolutely milky. If you give a player the chance, they'll take the cool thing to keep, I tell you. 
Well, that's the thing. We we um, obviously struggled very badly in recent years with a big budget under under Lee Diner. Um, and we actually saw in slow motion what happens when a dressing room just runs itself because it, it, it just falls apart. Uh, yeah, well, no, I've never let that. Like, I, I can't think. Like, I thought when I met Lee, I thought he was be at La. No, I was very sad what happened to Lee. And you have got a very, very good manager with Hayden, you know, who will get you out of this league. I'll tell you, you know, but I don't know what happens to them. I think it's changing. But if you let players run it, you see, you've got to get what I try to do. I try to same players and I fall on the bouncers. But if the bouncers, what the bouncers do on nightclub, they keep all the crap on the outside, they do, they don't let the crap in. So if you have your bouncers around you, you know, Managers like yourself or anybody could say, I've run the changing rooms. But you're doing the players run it, to be honest. The players will run it because you're not there quite you're on the training that you're popping there. But you're not there all the time. So you've got to get the good lads around you who believe in what you think. And when I go to the club, that's why I say TFC and people like that. Because you know, it's exactly what I want, or exactly what I want to do. And things like that. So I say players like that because I think it's a massive thing for your changing room. So if anybody comes in and, you know, they, they try to walk behind people's back, you, you've got to have the players also doing that in there. That's what I've always believed in, you know. And um, I, because if not, and players take over your changing room, then you have got problems. It's 22nd of April. Yeah. 1992. What 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 happened that day, Alan? <laughs> Is that when I played against Cantor? It was. <laughs> so it was Leeds, Leeds United against Bradford City. Yeah. In the Pontins League. Ellen uh, Ellen Road. Ellen Road. Just days later, Cantor played for the first team and won the league, I believe. Rupert oh, I... will correct me. <laughs> um, what what was going on? I, I was surprised he asked for my shirt at the end. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, funny enough, I played against a man and he, he went he went from emotions and he played to win the league. And I remember getting beat 1-0 at Steve Hodgstone. But the best one was, in the summer, I got a straight transfer and I went to Darlington. And, and our first pre-season game was against a Leeds 11. At the training ground, which was at the back of the ground in MBS. So it was like a field at the back of the ground. So, Gordon Stratton's playing, Cantor's playing. Charlie's feet on foot, he was playing Blessed Star, and they were all playing. Anyway, little little Darlington, we're winning 3 0. And I remember, like, actually doing quite well, and all of us and looking at Cantor who's screwing around. And he, um, and I'll, I'll never forget where we're, we're, we're winning 3 0. And Gordon Stratton said, Are you going to do anything you spent doing to us? And he looks and says, F off you, Scott, whatever, and, and walks off the pit. <laughs> and we're all looking, and, and you've got Howard, Howard, Wil Howard Wilson there, and we're all looking, and the game's sort of stopping, and Cantor's got his shirt off, he's just walking off the pit, and nobody can stop him, and that's what he's doing, he just walked off. <laughs> I'm looking at a team sheet for the 12th of October, 1988, Millwall reserves against Arsenal. Yeah. We've got Alan Dowson playing number three. Yeah. And playing for Arsenal, we've got David O'Leary, Steve Morrows, Steve Ball, Niall Quinn, Kevin Campbell. What was the score in this one? We're beating 3-2. Wow. All right. But, listen, you, uh, the problem is, I bet they're jealous of what I've done my career, aren't they? You know what I mean? But, what I remember playing in the summer of the year, after playing against Falderama for oh, one of the Spanish states, I think it was. All these players there, like, listen, I'm a young kid. Who, uh, and if you look at our side, it was young lads like Philip Barbin, I think, would appear and Gavin Stacey and all that. And we were young lads trying to do well. But in reserve, I think the school that first just went through the motions, you know what I mean? They just wanted to get through it and 
get through the games where at Millwall we want allowed to do there, like be rough and ready, hard to play against. We used to shit every game, every, where I imagine the Arsenal and people like that would have just relaxed a little bit and got 90 minutes under the belt. At Millwall, he never done that, you know. Uh, do you think next season is going to happen? I do know that's the honest truth. I do think that a lot of players and the managers like yourself are worried because if the Germany thing doesn't go very well the weekend and the Premiership thing doesn't go too well, how can like, we can't survive behind closed doors because of um, the television money? How can a non-league survive behind closed doors? It can't. Yeah, if like, anything, it's harder. It's harder to see non-league yeah. happening, isn't it? I think I, I'm, I'm 50 50 with it. Unless, yeah, listen, in the next couple of months, things may do very well in life in general and things like that. But if it doesn't, we have a second wave or something happens to Germany and something happens to the Premiership, then I do think we'll play it. That's as simple as that. What, what does your experience of having had COVID and been in hospital, has that made you think? Have you, has that made you more cautious? Like, look, it's just not worth it. Let's wait. Uh, no, I'm not like that anyway. I think if I had a passed away now, I, I think you should just get on with it anyway, to be honest. You know, it's one of them things where it's horrible. It was probably one of the worst experiences. I thought I was. At one point, I thought I was ready for the Nakajan, you know, to be honest. But if I had a passed away, then somebody else would have been working manager. And that would have been, you know, I just think we can't just stand for the rest of our lives waiting on the next 20 years. Because I know you're saying you're saving lives, but what life is it if you just indoors for the next 10 years? Somewhere along the lane, we'll let it take a few risks, to be honest, you know. So were you were you in the, the, the hospital bed next to Boris Johnson? The funny thing was, the funny thing was, no, I was lying there and I was getting this oxygen. Then a couple of weeks from me, this bloke was getting carried out in a plastic bag. I thought, that's really handy to see me first five minutes being there, isn't it? You know, I thought, that, 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 that looks well on me, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> But there you go. It's um, you know, but but honestly, very sad about the whole thing. Very sad about people. I do get it. I do think they've got to try to go as long as possible. But we can't sit for the next ten years. And I know people say, well, it's life that this. But it is with flu. It is with cancer. It is with anything in life. I think somewhere along the line, we've got to make a decision. Somewhere, I'm not saying now. It could be Christmas. But somewhere along the line, we've got to try to make a decision to get on with things. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I think even oh. fans aren't sure about it. Like, think of all the old folk at K's, all the old non-league fans. You just, you just yeah. feel it might not be safe. It may not be safe. I totally get that. I'm not seeing the good the games. I'm not seeing anything, and I think it's a horrible thing. And I'm also not seeing I'm right here. But all I'm seeing is that, you know, the old fans are here, for example, or working or whatever. Are they just going to stay indoors for the next five years? Somewhere along the lane. Yeah, life, I, know I think what you mean. Just got, you know, you know what I mean? Because mm. if not, then you wouldn't go sick in case you catch the flu or in case you do something to somewhere when it's hard. I'm not saying like now, of course, but when it's half a chance to do it, I think we've got to have a little bit of a gamble and have a go, you know? We start after after a long break, but are you are you being stuck at home yourself? This must be the longest break. Yeah. Oh, ever. No, I, I'm, I, I'm furloughed, so I can't do anything, you know. I can, um, I can do something for yourself now because... But I can't do anything for working at the minute. Because so so you're, 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 not allowed to, got, you're not allowed to be contacting K's players to tap them up? I've got four Yorlots signed up and all that. What I haven't told Martin Taylor is I've got he and his assistant manager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if, you had a, if you have a message for any, all the K's fans at, at home listening to this club and good people and things like that but you're under here and I'm very confident that you'll get some murder next year brilliant thanks Alan no problem all the best everybody and you know, I hope everybody's safe and well and all the best for the cheers Daz cheers Joe all the best we take care of
Do it inside. 